Uh, we'll spend five minutes on this, then we'll move on. But real quick, we spent all of the week leading up to the Texans game and all the week leading up to the Bengals game saying it was the right move to sit players. I was the one arguing to play Flacco. He's trying to take a victory lap now. I'm not, no, no, I'm actually not. But I'm asking because Flacco didn't come out rusty in the defense. Uh, it waited until the second half to fall apart. But in hindsight, and obviously we have the results now, so it's easy to play the results game. But knowing what we know how it ended, do you still think it was the right move to sit everybody in week 18? Or do you think do. it did throw off the rhythm? Yeah, this could be a three-minute discussion. We can move on after. But quickly, do, do, do you guys? guys it, yeah, no, I don't think it had anything to do. I think it's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, I mean, the Chiefs sat their guys, didn't they, the last week? Yeah. Everybody does. When you have nothing left to yeah. play for, everybody sits well, their Well, the guys. Lions had really no reason to play because the outcomes of the other two games that they needed were almost never going to happen. But they did play, guys. And they got a key player hurt. Although he, he played. He did, but yeah, he, he they had, were lucky. he's carrying he an touchdown. injury now that he didn't well, can need you imagine? Can you imagine if Denzel Ward got a concussion against Cincinnati? Like we, we, we would, would destroy them. We destroyed. We him. would yeah, be yeah. killing everybody in the organization for that today. Absolutely. And by the way, Joe Flacco to me came out looking great. He didn't right. look rusty. The bad play so, came in the second half. So. You know, right. and the, and and of all the things you can say that why the defense sucked, Rust isn't in my top ten. No. That's ridiculous. No. I mean, there were a lot of reasons why no. they were awful. That would be giving them an excuse they don't deserve. They don't deserve it. And yeah. again, like if if it was a bad thing to rest guys, then they wouldn't give teams a first round bye. They'd make them play. You know, if you're a fir- if you're a first round right. seed, you want to play. Sure. You want to rest, especially at this point in the season. Yeah. You the best thing you can do is get these guys off their feet. I told you. Joel told me he, that's the best he's felt since week one because he had right. the week off against Cincinnati. <laughs> right. so. so he got hurt again. And then he got hurt again. Yeah. He, he said it, just, luck. it hit him just right. Like, yeah. the, it rolled into him. It, you know, it looked right. bad. I mean. It, I didn't think it was awful. You could see it was the ankle. His foot was planted. I thought it was his back at first, live. Because well, because he had he the dropped. back already. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I there was a hit in the Lions-Rams game. He tore his knee, uh, tore his ACL. And I'm telling you, and, and I'm really glad that they talked about it. It was Collinsworth said, you know, he's talked to over 200 receivers, running back skills players about what hit needs to be taken out of the game, the headshot or that shot. Yeah. And all of them say that, that shot, shot has to be taken out. I'm sorry. I know that you can look at a hit a million different ways. To me, it's a dirty hit. It's a target hit. I know that's they have no choice. The league has told them that's where you got to hit guys. Yeah, and, but and that particular hit, he was targeting the knee. He could have hit the thigh. There was no need for him to go that low. Yeah, it's where I don't want to go too far down this hole, but we're running out of ways to get guys on the ground. I understand. We that. can't do the hip drop tackle. We can't hit him in the knee. We can't hit him in the head. How are we supposed to? How are right these, here. especially like on those types of plays where it's a receiver over the middle? I get it. I don't understand where these guys are supposed to hit them now. So I, I see yeah. both sides. Obviously, I, you don't I do want too. injuries. Obviously, you don't want these guys getting their knees taken out. We saw it with Minka and Nick Chubb. You don't want that. Clearly, you don't want that. But on the flip side, I just don't know where some of these defensive guys are supposed. Yeah. How, how you're supposed the to get them down? The league doesn't care now. about health. It only cares about concussions because they got sued. That's it. Right, I mean, that's it. Yeah, they pretend so they don't care. care about the guys really getting By hurt. the way, at some point this week, we have to do the streaming topic. The fact that they put a playoff game on Peacock we'll, we'll get and to that, where that's going. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, it we've got had that conversation. Though, right? it, got, it made huge money for Peacock. 23 million. 23 million views. And we had this conversation on Friday, you and I off the air. Yeah, yeah. And... The league is experimenting. Yep. How much are our fans willing to they spend know they to can watch screw games? the fans over whatever and what's, they want? What's coming is the days, and I'm not predicting this is going to happen next year, so don't everybody go nuts. In our lifetimes, in mine, and I'm 58, we will see a time where there is no such thing as a free NFL game. Think to boxing when all the boxing matches that were worth anything yeah. were free. Yep. And then slowly but surely, you don't get any of that for free anymore. It's yeah. coming, yeah. and it's coming in our well, lifetime. I'm curious, if 23 million watched it on Peacock, did 22.5 million cancel it the next day? Even if they did, they, I know, they their still objective got the money. was served. They still got yeah. the, the money. The NFL wanted to see this. Yep. How far can we push them? Yep. Yep. And they found out. Yeah, yeah. they found out. We will pay what we need to pay to watch our games. Yep. By the way, I don't have Peacock because I don't really stream or watch much TV. I did not buy Peacock. The game to me was, I was so done with football. I'm done with football. Let's talk pitchers and catchers for me. I am done with it. When the Browns lose, I'm done. I didn't care to watch it. So I didn't. Break down Scott Barlow later. (laughs) 
I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> You're about the only guy you could do that with. So heading into the week, we all picked the Browns, obviously, and, yeah. and we were all wrong. The defensive effort from the Browns we talked about a little earlier just, just wasn't good enough, whether it was Newsom, Emerson, Hickman, guys who had been relatively solid all season just got completely worked. In hindsight, do you think we underrated the Texans more than we overrated the Browns in this sense? And, and how do you kind of come to terms or put into context what are you say? the demise I, I of think, defense? Listen, I think, listen, I'm still, a, I, I, maybe not, I, I'm, if I can spit it out, take two. We're all still very emotional about the Browns, so I'm not sure yet if we overrated them. I need to think about that a couple more days. I do know we underrated the Texans. I, I don't speak for anybody else. I know no, I, I underrated I the Texans. I agree with that. There's no doubt. They have – now, if they lose to the whoever in the next round, I may feel differently, <laughs> but they have a little feel like the Bengals did when, when they went to the Super Bowl with Burrow in his second year. For Stroud, it's his rookie year. Stroud's For, for Burrow, it was his first year. Stroud is uh, going away. Year. But, but – uh, they have a little bit of that feel that the the quarterback has just made everybody better. Yeah. Right. And that's who the special quarterbacks are. Now, where he ranks, we don't know yet. He's got to do it for two. You can't just do it for one year before I put you with the elite of the elite. No, he looks like he's headed there. But Bull, he's yeah. done something. He's done a lot of things that have never been done before. Well, it's the I mean, it's the first rookie quarterback, rookie. Coach, head coach yeah. to win a playoff, a playoff game. game, which is they amazing. were the first. They were the first to win their division. Now they're the first to win a playoff game, and I don't right. think any of what we've seen with C.J. Stroud is a fluke. I, I don't. Know you're right. You got to do it a second I, year. I need. I call that the cement year. I, I, the cement is poured, and right. it's and it's got a great foundation. Now, does somebody walk through it and mess it all up, or does it does it lock into where it is? He, this kid is. Very special. And uh, I changed yeah. my opinion on Ryan Day over the weekend because the fact that, and I know. Really? It, Look I, at well, you. Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. I know that they didn't not win the championship because of Ryan Day or because of uh, C.J. Stroud. Yes. It was the defense. Clearly, right. everybody knew that. But the fact that he couldn't win a national championship with what now is looking like the equivalent of Joe Burrow is a bit of an indictment on Ryan Day. Right. How you gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter that's going to be talked about for decades. But this guy is a special, special There's no player. doubt about it. And think about they're making this run at the end of the season with, without another rookie, Tank Dell, who I know. was sensational this year as a rookie. They're going I to mean, be they hit, they hit on Stroud. They hit on Dell. Yep. They hit on Anderson. Those are the top three picks in the draft. They all look like potential Long-time Pro Bowlers. What do we know about, other than the fact that he came from the Patriots? Their general manager yeah. seems to be like... Casario? Like Casario. He was under fire not that long ago. <laughs> Which is funny. Big time. Well, I mean, they've had three coaches in three years. They had the Deshaun mess. They got sued by 30 women. Like, this is not a high-functioning organization. They've been awful until this This is year. an organization that he very much... He saved job this year. Yes. This I don't a, think anybody in Houston's talking about any of that not, nonsense. Not but, now. No, but I'm just saying, this isn't that long ago. This is very much a dysfunctional organization that got bailed out by a terrific head, uh, a, a terrific young quarterback and what looks to be and a pretty a terrific good head young coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. Right. By yeah. the way, um, They've had three coaches I, I don't three even years. want to give the Texans too much credit for C.J. Stroud. I will rip till the end of the world as one of the worst picks ever. And I know that there's you got to do it for two years, yeah. and we got to see that Bryce Young next year is still that awful. Right. But the fact that the Carolina Panthers took a 5'10 Bryce Young yeah. over this guy is awful. All it's time. Now, he might still be good, Maybe. but I can't imagine he's ever going to be better than this guy. <laughs> he's 5'10. It's impossible. And he's always going to be 5'10. Yeah. In, in terms of Mike's original question, yeah. I yes, I underrated the Houston a little bit, but we all said. Especially their defense, but, guys. But, but their we, defense was way better than I thought it but was. But we all said, out of Jacksonville, Indy, and Houston, what's That's the true. team you don't want to see? That was right? our last choice. We all said Houston. Everyone said Jacksonville's probably number one the way they were playing at and the moment. And think about how or that Indy, came, whatever. Like, Think of all the things that had to happen for us to have to go to Houston. Yeah, right. I mean, any one of them, if it's if it ends lost, differently, what five of their last six? Yes, they they lost, comp- if, at one point they had a two-game lead yeah. and owned the tiebreakers. Right, right, right. They had and a, they missed. They had a fourth and goal on Tennessee in Week 18. All Lawrence has to do is get the ball over the goal line. Now yeah. they got to make the two-point conversion after that, and who knows after that? But I mean, they should have <laughs> beat Tennessee in Week 18, and then the Browns are going to Jacksonville, and I'm. Thoroughly, although if they played like that, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But I totally yeah. you know believe what? they I, probably beat Another thing that surprised me, the Texans crowd was a lot better. And you know what? I'm not so sure that there wasn't some help. With that. Oh, do you oh. think they were piping sound in? I'm not so okay, sure see, there wasn't I, some help. I, wow. I've been in stadiums, by the way, where I've wondered that. I'm like, 
I'm sitting here and it doesn't feel like this is generating that. Really? Being in that stadium. Let wow, me tell you. that's really is interesting. That not, is that that's not allowed? No, it's not. Oh, You're not allowed illegal. to pump in artificial noise. I'm just saying. Music, yes, it has to stop when the quarterback breaks. The there hole. were. Uh, let me tell you something. There are a lot of empty seats in that stadium. Were Sorry. there really? Yes. It's embarrassing. Yes, there Texas was a lot. I want an investigation. There like, were, your former state is a complete embarrassment. There were, well, we're going to have Jonathan Wells on in about 45 minutes. So. Oh, he's coming on oh. to, to take a victory lap. He texted me. We, after the we said if we'll have him back Monday expecting yeah. to. Yeah, but he, well, I was going to give Wells credit because he said, listen, they're going to be turned up for the game. There's not a lot of buzz right yeah. now, but they're going to be turned up. I saw what the tickets were going for on the resale market. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. And there the, there the, was not I mean, the interest the, there. The lower bowl was packed, but like the middle row and the uppers, there were a lot of empty seats. So then that... Listen, your theory, I think, might have some credence to it because at home, I, I a number of loud. times said, damn, this crowd is bringing it. I yeah. underestimated their fans. Zach and I looked at each other early on. And we're like, and Zach was the first one that said, there's no way this crowd's making that noise. There's no way. Because, wow, so that's I'm just, really disappointing. I'm just saying, I know it's, the levels, I know it's hey, illegal you know and what? it's against the rules and nobody in the NFL ever cheated here's before. The new, here's the new rule. Ready? Don't ask for f- permission. Ask for forgiveness. We are looking at a national champion in college football that had not one, but two different scandals during the course of the season that caused their head coach to be suspended Mm -hmm. on two different occasions, and they won the national championship. That's a fact. So here's the drill. Go ahead and cheat. That's the message. Mm -hmm. Cheat. If you get caught, beg for forgiveness. Get away with as much as you can. And I got to tell you, that really, really, really disappoints me. Well, by the way, nobody's be- the Astros didn't beg for forgiveness. The Michigan hasn't begged for forgiveness. They're defiant. Jim, Jim Harbaugh had the audacity to tell the media after the game, I'm innocent. Yeah, yeah they're playing the victim. Jim, you're a liar. The Michigan fans are playing the victim card. They are. I know they, they are. They think they're victims. And, and you know what they did? It's crazy. And I think the Astros did this to an extent with their second World Series. They used it as a as a, a, a rallying, a rallying cry. cry. Yeah. A galvan they galvanized yeah. around the fact that they got caught cheating and people right. were calling them cheaters. <laughs> right, right. Like, how dare you call us a cheater? I mean, yeah. I know we cheated, but we're mad now. And you know what else I'm disappointed in? Off the topic, but I will get right back on it. ESPN in their build up to the national championship game, they were talking about Michigan like they were, you know, like oh what a group, what a group of men who were they had their character challenged. And they rallied together, and even after the game, they they yeah. canonized them. Right, they're cheaters. And if if society is going to take cheaters and still put the gold medal around their neck, yeah. guess what? We're going to get a lot more, more of more cheaters. Cheating. We already do. We have a lot of liars and cheaters and powerful. And positions. so, who knows? Maybe it was pumped. I'm yeah. rooting for the Texans, by the way, to go uh, to the Super Bowl. You know, I kind of am too yeah. now. C.J. Stroud, I think, is is a. Uh, I'm how, how do you not root for the Bills? That's who I'm rooting for. I would like to see the Bills. I yeah. would. I can Houston beat those teams? Yes. Do I think they will? No. I, I think still want the. Probably, I want the Ravens to lose again in their first playoff game. I, I do want too. The Steelers, I definitely want that. Definitely want the Steelers to lose. Listen, I definitely uh, want Tampa Bay to lose. <laughs> keep Browns fans away yeah. from sharp objects. If the Steelers oh win at 4:30 and Baker wins at oh 8 o'clock, God. it'll be ugly. I do have one more question before we move on to the next thing, though, but. <laughs> Uh, in the passing game with C.J. Stroud, we saw receivers probably be more open against this Browns secondary than we had seen at any other point during the season. I mean, Dalton Schultz on a couple of those uh, deep passes, he was wide open. Nico Collins got past uh, Emerson and Newsom. Brevin Jordan ran past everybody. Are you supp- I don't want to say lack of effort, but there were a few plays, and especially the tight end screen that went for 76 yards, where just the tackling was poor. That was Emerson. And the effort was. was lackadaisical, at least from my viewer I thought the effort was poor, too. Are you guys the surprised that? No absolute garbage. It, yeah, they did. They were awful. Across the board. Nobody played Greg well. Newsome, I, you know, I, help me with this. Maybe yeah. you guys have an answer. Because when I was watching it, I'm like, why did they just let that happen? The Texans wanted Collins on Newsom. So when they've got two wideouts to the left, and Newsom is obviously covering the slot guy, who was Collins, Yeah, Collins just switched places and took the outside. And instead of the Browns just passing that off and letting Denzel take the outside, what they did was they said, we're going to take you and we're going we're gonna to force you to play to your weakness. And when they switched off on that, I'm like, 
what the hell are they doing? That was my biggest beef with Jim Schwartz. Is yes. that Denzel Ward should have been on Nico Collins the whole game. Oh, the whole game. I don't know what happened. That was their only chance. And and it was just so funny. It's you know what it's like? It's like when you're playing someone in checkers and they like make a move and you, you keep looking at it and you're like, is this a sucker move? Are they what are they doing here? When the Browns followed Collins and knew Genu went to the outside, I'm like, well, they just took our strongest player yeah. out of the play. And they put their best player on our weakest player. They had no, and we took the bait. The rest of their wide receivers are just guys. They are. I don't know why the game plan wasn't to say even when. You, I, why would Denzel Ward just not Denzel shut him? He's your guy. Down. They didn't yeah. do that all year. Like Denzel had this side of the field. It's the playoff. Shake it up. We said he was going to have new. Rings. I don't like I, that I don't, part about Jim's defense. I'm just saying, like they did it all year. That's how they played all and year. And maybe because they had <coughs> enough confidence in anybody to stop anybody. But here's what we've learned. Martin Emerson is not fast, and Genu's a good slot corner. He's good. He's not great. He's a good, serviceable slot corner. When you put him on the outside against a team's best receiver, he gets undressed immediately. Yeah, he can't Nico play Collins the, was by him in four steps. Yeah. He can't play against the top receivers. He can't. And, no. and, and it was so stunning to me that yeah. Houston said, we're going to try this. There's no way it's going to work. But we're going to put, we're just going to have Nico switch places. Yeah, and it worked all game. And there's no way you guys are going to take the bait on that. And we took the bait on that. It was terrible. And, you know, we made a point of saying, hey, Jim left some stuff in the bag for the playoffs. He didn't leave anything for the bag in the playoffs. He didn't no. try anything new. And even if you say they played that way the whole year, and you're right, how about you adjust when it's not working? I agree with that. that, yeah. no, that there's my, no time to wait. Yeah. To the point that, and I don't like that they made the point. I thought it looked it looked it was a bad look on both Genu and on Miles Garrett to say, well, we didn't change up. Well, you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. There were there were but now you got everybody's pointing fingers Which all over lame. the place. Yeah. And that's a bad, bad look for everybody. He said he didn't play bad. I he mean, played, are you kidding he me? played horribly. <laughs> he was terrible. And and in, in and, as far as Miles Garrett, uh I don't know how that guy is the defensive player of the year. I just don't. I, I've said it all along. My criticism of, on him, your best player has to make his best plays in the biggest spots. That's why I've said, to me, TJ's a little better. In, in, a little better. In fairness, everybody thought the, the biggest competition was, um, what's his name in Dallas? Michael Parsons. Parsons. And he was a pig he yesterday, did too. Either. He was awful. He no-showed also, and Watt's not playing Is tonight, Mike so. McCarthy out today? Uh, I think he's going to get no. fired. You think he is? I don't I think do. he is. I don't think Jerry he is. Jerry was really I mean, coy got, with his post-game comments. I think he's out. Dude, they, I mean, they dominated at home. They, they, as good as the Browns were at home, Dallas was even better because they yeah. were great both offensively and defensively at home. And they got killed. Awful. Killed. And Dak was horrible. Not, what was crazy is yeah. they kind of made it interesting at the end. Well, they had it to 16. They had it to 16, and, and that onside kick was there. Yeah. It worked, and the Cowboys didn't recover it. No. And even after that, the Packers put all their starters back in the game. Yep. And it looked like for a minute, if the Cowboys didn't completely piss down their leg yeah, at they, the 109 mark, it started when they caught a ball and didn't go out of bounds to stop the clock. The Packers kind of shut sacked. it down there. They, they did. They, they did. You do that, it's hard to get it going again. I know it really is. Yeah, and they, uh, but, it, it mean, was Dallas interesting. Was but awful. But I think they're going to be – you know what? Is We, we talk about this because it's the Steelers all the time. About, well, how do you fire their head coach? They make the playoffs. Well, in Dallas's case, it's worse because they win 12 games. And then they look right. nothing like the team at, that won 12 games. At least Tomlin has won a championship. He has won. McCarthy did, but in Green Bay, so who cares? Yeah, that, that equity did not transfer no. with him to Dallas. And no. losing to the team, that had to hurt for Mike McCarthy. Right, man. yeah. Jason, oh, what did you make of some of the postgame comments yesterday, especially about the defense not making adjustments and uh, Denzel Ward simply saying, quote, we just didn't show up? I thought Denzel was the most honest. It's that's, true. That's true. Yeah. You didn't show up. I, I was disappointed. We talked about it earlier. I was disappointed. How do you explain that, though? Like, I, how do you not get up for that game? Did they take the first game's results for granted? I know Bull in the note said, that's crazy. There's no such thing as a trap game. I thought this, to me, this looked like a trap game. No, I, to me, that's giving them an excuse. No, because... No, it's not giving them an excuse. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's indicting them. They're guilty oh, yeah. of it. That's true. It is They took them. the bait on the trap game. Uh, so, there's one thing to be a trap game and you don't take the bait. I thought it was a trap game. I was very nervous about this game. And the Browns... 
played like they I, thought they were going to win easily. I, I can't explain how they played so poorly, but I, I just don't buy that they took it lightly. I, I don't, I don't think see that. The Browns have accomplished nothing. Like, what, what do they have – what laurel do they have to rest on? Like, there is No, I'm none. not saying it's warranted, but I'm saying I think that's what happened. I, I disagree. I don't think so, only because so, – So, what happened? I don't – it was just a bad day. Like, it happens. It's a bad day. It, it's not an excuse. It's a bad day to have a it's bad day. It's a bad day. day to have a bad day. You're absolutely right. And it was, it was the effort more than anything. It just – it felt like, guys like, – again, the Texans should not be that much faster than you. Their skill position guys are not that much faster than you. It looked like dudes were jogging out there. And that's the part that was so frustrating and infuriating to me. It just, it looked like it was effort and the effort wasn't there. And I don't, I, I have no explanation. Nobody does for how you look like that in a playoff game. But I don't think it's, oh, well, we beat these guys on Christmas Eve. So we got this. Like, I don't think that was it at all. So well, it's disappointing. Whatever it is, whatever the reason is for the collective failure of the organization. Uh, it's really disappointing. It's funny how, it, you did know, you feel like it was a trap game, Jay? I in did. A, like, in a way? Yeah, I did. To me, and obviously Listen, there's no trap I picked the Browns to win like 17-14. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I gave serious, serious consideration and even ran this by a couple of people to picking the Texans. And everybody that I ran it by, like, oh, you're nuts. That's why I think it was a trap game. I mean, like, clean sweep. I mean, we always have a clean sweep. But a lot of the, a lot of the NFL experts... Cleveland, 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 Cleveland. Yeah, but there were plenty of people that picked Houston. I did see one guy, I think Yahoo uh, writer, wrote a pretty good piece and explained why Houston was going to win. At the great Adam Rank, who everybody in Cleveland was killing after the season, picked Houston. So, to me, I, I I was as close as I've been to not picking the Browns that I'd been all year. There were a couple times that I picked against the Browns this year. Mm hmm but there were a couple times that I picked the Browns, but I felt a little more comfortable than I did in this particular I, instance. I was terrified of this I game. just think it's easy to say when a team gets blown out, oh, they took them lightly, or they... I, I just think... I don't buy that. I, I Certainly, so I could be So then the wrong. Texans are just that much better than us? No, the better... Listen, the Texans were be, were a lot better on this day, right? The better team doesn't always and, and win or whatever. And what I'm trying whatever. to do, and, and it's yeah. crazy to try to do this, because it's like trying to put 53 guys on the couch. Like, they've all got different reasons. They've all got different yeah. motivations for playing like ass. Yeah. What we're trying to do is collectively figure out how a team of men that looked so galvanized and had been through so much and had accomplished so much against the longest of odds showed up and played like that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And I don't but know the thing what is, the answer the, is. The, it's really just a defense for the most part because the offense played well enough in the first half. Yeah, I mean, the, look, if you score, if, if they only scored 14 points, so that's not enough to win a playoff game. What yeah, I, I mean, they scored, but they had four, I'm saying the first half. Yes, but I mean, this in the second half, it was, it was a but disaster. the game was, it was over. Avalanche. It was, yeah. but not, it wasn't for the first seven minutes of the third I quarter. I know that, but their first drive was a pick six, and now they're down 17. At that point, the team fell apart. Yeah, but even when no the Cowboys were I'm down 17, the, the games were actually similar the way they played out. The Cowboys were down 27. Then they got it back to 17. And you thought, okay. But then the, the defense just four plays. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Touchdown Green Bay. Now you're like, okay, at 24, it's over. Yeah. I just, you know, there's always a million things that go into a win and a loss. Sometimes you just have a bad day. And it happens. We know this. I mean, yeah. this is just, you know. But, you know, we, we I just know don't it. buy that the Browns. I find it, it just, I find it impossible to believe that the Browns took the Texans lightly. Totally agree. It's and, a playoff and I don't game. think they, they they know the difference between Case Keenum and C.J. Stroud. They understand that. It was the second time this team has been in the playoffs in 20 years. So there's no reason for them to think that anything comes easier. We've got this. There's no reason to think that at all. No, but I, if you just juxtapose this run against the one that was made four years ago. Are we getting to that next, Mike? No, we can, we can talk about this for a sec. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, because okay. I thought about that. In the second half of the game, I yeah. thought about, my God, I, nobody thought that this was going to happen, in part because they were never out of the last two playoff games they played. In fact, it was 7 nothing before the first beer was sold in Heinz Field in 2020. Mm-hmm. And they never trailed, and they had a huge lead. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 500 yards in that game, and they lost. 
Well, like, they were down big, so. Well, exactly. But what I'm saying is, if you if you have a quarterback throw for 500 yards against you, it's because you have a massive lead and you're giving him whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, so in that game, it was reversed. The, the Browns were the Texans and the Steelers were the Browns. Then they go to Kansas City. And we expected that that game was going to be a very, very, very uphill climb. And they were never out of that game. They were in it Again, all the you way. you got to factor in that if Mahomes had not gotten hurt, it probably would have been a different game. It would have, but he yeah. did. So on that day, we well, – we, I'm saying you said well, you thought it would be an uphill climb. We thought it would be an uphill climb because of Mahomes. Well, if at halftime, Mahomes played the whole first half. I, I know the, that. The, 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 yeah, so but I mean – But if you knew Mahomes was going to miss the second half – and he didn't miss the whole second half. He missed most of it. Like, I think he got hurt late in the third quarter. I can't remember now. But but either way, Bull, yeah. I mean, that's semantics. Either way, like, I, if you juxtapose the two playoff experiences, yeah. that one we left, we were proud of the boys. They they gave it at their all. Right. They yes. damn near beat the defending Super Bowl champions and the team that we thought was unbeatable for our team. And so, if you start, like, I, I chart a team's progress and along an arc like and the Browns arc is so difficult to follow because it was down here forever it had this and then it had this and then it got this and then in an instant it went down to here again so well, I did it does one game put it all the way down to here so I feel a lot less excited about next year now than I did Friday well, because why? because I just didn't think that this team was capable of that egg. Where, and the three and six on the road, if you, right. if, if you do that on the road every year, you're not going to do anything. Where did you, where do, I guess the question is, and Mike wanted to ask this, is how do you feel? It's hard because you got to take your mind back to where you were in 2020. Right. Or technically 2021 because it was. Yeah, the playoff run was 21. Do you, how do you feel about where the team is right now compared to where you felt the team was after the 2020 season? Not nearly as good. Why uh, would I? Well, this thing's better about the team currently. Yeah, but the overall picture, yeah. So, pix- are there pixels of the picture yeah. I like better now? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But the entire picture, to me, in 2020, and who wasn't thinking this at the time? <coughs> I thought in 2020, I'm like, we've got it. We've got our coach. We all thought we had our quarterback. We all thought we had our defense. We all thought this is sustainable for years. And, I, and it, well, and the Browns' defense wasn't nearly as good as it was this it, year. That it year. wasn't, but you know what? We're, we're still asking ourselves the question, what is this defense? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I, I'm trying to take my mind back to where I was. It's hard to compare because, as you said, and you're right, you didn't feel as crappy about the team the way the season ended. In oh, that year, I was proud. I was year. proud. I, I I literally, and you know what? Everybody that knows me and on a national level was reaching out. Yeah, man, you should be excited about the future. Right. What an effort! They damn near went into Kansas City and pulled off the unthinkable. I wasn't as sold on the team as a whole after that year. Really? I I mean, I thought they were good, and I and I did think they'd go back to the playoffs. But everybody thought, well, next year we're going to be even better, and I wasn't convinced well, of that. You always do. Because I wasn't completely sold on Baker. Now, I bought into him that year, and I was like, I gave him his full credit that year. I thought he played great down the stretch. Yeah, you and I did shows going into that 21 season. I remember we were both like, yeah, this team could play for the AFC Championship game, and Baker's one of those guys. Yeah. I think we did. I think we you were. You think bought, I did? Yeah. I'm oh, trying I, to remember. I, I don't remember. think I was as high no, as some other no, teams. No, you were, because I did shows with you. All right, Jason's calling me out. I, I, well, and, I, and, and, you and, make a good point. It is hard to remember year to year to year yeah. to year. I just know, for me, because, you know, if I asked you about the Bengals, you would be able to give me specifics. You're 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 in the minutia of all of that. Now I know you're covering this I'm Browns in the, team. I'm in the minutia of the Browns, but even as much, if not more, than the Bengals. You are, but I, would yes. you say uh, maybe I'm but wrong? Four years you're ago, you're more emotionally attached to your team. I would be. I just the only I, reason I, I say this because yeah. I re, I specifically remember doing a couple shows with you leading into 21, where we both felt like this team could go on a run, this team could yeah. play in the AFC and Championship game. And that was quickly changed. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wrote after that Chiefs game, yeah. the regular season game, Baker's got to be better. And that started it for me was right, getting right, right. off the Baker train. Yeah. And, but, and, but in that preseason of that year, we were both I, on And that board. was the narrative. No, I don't remember national voices saying, 
oh, this Browns team, that was all a fluke. There's right. no way they repeat right. it. Nobody was saying that. Everybody was saying they've got a second-year coach who's only going to be better. They've got a young quarterback. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean in, yeah. in, 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 in the next year. year oh, I'm saying, yeah. so they've got a young quarterback that has seemingly figured it out. I, there were a lot of things to invest in in that team, and a lot of people Sounds a lot like the invest. Texans, doesn't it? It does. Now Sounds listen, a lot like the if Texans. the Texans come back next year and go, what did the Browns go that next year? Seven and seven nine? Seven and nine. If the Texans go seven, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. This is hard shit. Yeah. This is hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really hard to do. And unless you've got that Mahomes piece or the Josh Allen piece or, in the Bengals' case, the Joe Burrow piece, it's even harder to do. Well, that's what it comes down to. It's how you feel about this team going forward is the quarterback. Is once again back Absolutely. to how you feel about Deshaun Watson. And All that, eyes turn to four. Yeah. And that's why I think I actually felt better 2020 going into 21 than I do now because I look at this and go, well, everyone's older. Everyone's all the key pieces are three, four years older. You're getting sort of that to that cliff. Well, you have some new key pieces, but a lot well, of them are the older, offensive yes. line is all older. Chubb's coming back from an injury, but we there's some good players on defense that are younger. There are, yeah. but but you know, I mean, Miles is getting starting to get up there sure. a little bit. He's still in his prime. Sure. But how many great years is no? Left you're there? right. Nick Chubb's older. We don't know what he's going to be next and the, year. I mean, the you biggest, didn't have Amari Cooper. But the biggest question is, I mean, Deshaun Watson has thrown for 2,000 yards over the last four years. Like three. Th- well, going into yeah. next year, it's four years since his last good right, year. Right, sure. He missed all of 21. And he threw for 1,122. He threw for 1,123. his last half of football Everybody's just clinging to that. Everything, everybody's just to. clinging to you that. You know what? Yep. I, 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 told, I told my son yesterday, what's going to get me through the offseason is the second half second of half Baltimore. Ball. But here's what worries me, too, is not only am I still not sure how good he is at this point, I'm not sure that he can stay healthy. Absolutely. Well, that is and I was... wasn't worried about that aspect when they got him. I was, was and I said it at the time, because yeah, but... he's a running quarterback. I hear you. You have to be It's gotten worse now. Oh, sure. Well, he's older. Yeah. And he's had injuries. It's a much bigger concern for me now than it was when they traded for him. And that's fair. He's three years older. And the truth is, yes, even you and I who have been – not high on Baker for the most part. The more I think about it, you're right. I mean, at the end of the 2020 season, I felt a lot better about Baker than I yeah. do about Deshaun Watson right now. But by the time we kick off next year, it'll have been four years since his last good year. Yeah. That's a long right. time. In the NFL? That's now, a long time. Again. That's, that's if, Joe Flacco-like. I mean. If we see the guy that played that second half in Baltimore – the Browns will be in good shape next year. Yep. If we see the inconsistency that we've seen most of his time here, they'll here, still be decent. Yeah. My fear, Bull, is yeah. look how long it took to get that half of football out of him. It took six games last year. Yeah. It took six games this year. I mean, he and had a couple of other decent games this year. Decent but. games. But our definition of decent game is is a little skewed. He was throwing. We were happy when he finally threw for 200 yards, remember? Because everything was like 190, 170, 160. We're like, what is this? Yeah. Then he threw for 221, and we're like, ah, there we go. Listen, fans can convince themselves of anything. At this tell, point through tell two me years, he's been a total disaster for the Browns. 100%. We can pick and choose a couple of little good moments. Yeah. And that, and that Ravens second half was great. He was great. It was all that time. That was great. Break. It was but all time. overall, break. two years in. Yeah. It's a disaster. Again, it's the picture. Yes. The whole picture yes. is blurry. There's beautiful pixels in there. Yeah. But overall, the picture is not good. He's been here for two years, and I know he had the suspension. He's had the injuries. Two years in Cleveland, he's had 2,200 yards. Flacco in five games, 1,600 yards. How Just, many games has Watson played? Not Don't include, like, you know, how many full games has he played? Uh, six for, this year. Forget All the Colts six game. last year and five this year. Right. No, so, fully healthy. Yeah, five. So he's played 11, 11 games. 11 games, 2,200 so yards. 200 a, yards a game. Awful. That's a disaster. You won't win that way. No. You will not win that way. 2,200 no. yards ish. 2,217, I guess, is the Just total. Just call it 22. 22 in 11 full yeah. games. 2,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. 2,200 yeah, yards, 14 touchdowns. No. I mean, the 14 nine touchdowns in 11 games isn't bad. Here's what it's I always say. Flacco, Flacco, just for sake comparison, 1,600 yards. 13 touchdowns. Yeah, wait, I'm sorry. 14 touchdowns in 11 games is not, is not good. We expected no. 30 touchdowns from this guy. That's exactly. I'm saying that's and, not bad. No, it's I have awful. lowered my standard and, on and him. And, well, that's, that's what ridiculous. I said. And yeah. remember, he went 160, 170, 190, yeah. and all these. And then he went for 221. And we're like, there, now he, here he is. Right. No, no, no. That's not no. what we need. 
We need 380 yards. We need C.J. Stroud numbers. Yes. We need that. And here's the thing. We could, you're right. That's the greatest statement of the day. Fans can convince themselves of anything. Yeah. Boy, don't we know it. Right. We've done that. There are certain fans that are convincing themselves that he's going to be Baltimore's second half, DW, and Houston from four or five years ago, DW, and that's fine. You can do that. But the more recent body of work and what we've seen in that leads me to believe what I, I would say today, exactly what I'd said the day the trade was made. We're going to regret this. And I think we're a lot closer to regretting it. And I, I've had people that reached out to me after the Baltimore second half still regret it. My answer is still yes, and here's why. Ask anybody, would you do that trade over again today? No. Now, I would still have moved on from Baker, personally. Fine. But I would not make that trade. If you had made the decision that Baker wasn't the guy, and and I have no problem with that, they are not mutually exclusive. Yes. I get that. Yeah. Now, I don't think it was completely fair because we judged him on a season when the guy should not. I read a but, piece yesterday yeah. that Jen Latta wrote. She's the Bucks writer, and she, the, the thrust of the piece was how Baker came into the Tampa Bay locker room and made it his and galvanized it and won the locker room and, and, and how incredible that was coming off the heels of Tom Brady. Now, look, I'm not saying they're going to beat Philly tonight, but what I'm saying is we knew he had those qualities, and all it flipped. I, can, I still say it. I just can't believe how quickly it flipped. And he was judged on that season where he was injured, and I get that. And and uh, and honestly, Bull, I will not kill them for the decision to move on from him. But yes, and, to, to your but, point. But to I don't, go where they went with the Watson move didn't make sense then. Right now. It hasn't made sense I, once I, over the last I, two I years I thought it to made me. sense at the time. I'm not going to be a phony about it. I thought it made sense because I thought you had to have an elite quarterback. I thought, and at the time, I thought there was no reason to believe he wouldn't be. I think I even with the baggage. I, I at the time I I think looking back I severely underestimated how the, the mental aspect of the impact that that would have on his mental. Now the good news for us is next August that's another year removed. It, right, and but and, but let's face it, you say they're closer to being a, a final answer disaster. This is it. This, this is, is the it. last year for him. To if turn it doesn't it happen next year, it's not going to happen. You almost eat the remaining 120 million and you just move. Yeah, I mean you have. At the very least, even if they don't get, let's say he has a bad year or another inconsistent year, another injured year, at the very least, you have to be looking at a quarterback in the draft and be planning to move on, even if you don't actually move on after three years. Okay, Mike. We got five minutes before we got to read some Super Chats because there are some really fun ones. Then we'll get Jonathan Wells at 1245. We usually do the shotgun intros, but uh, Bull, I'm going to do a fan duel read, and we're going to do some final thoughts opposite of shotgun. We'll end our little portion of this with just your overall Thoughts on the game from Saturday. But first, FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And as the regular season wraps up, there's still time to get in on the action with America's number one sportsbook. And that is, as always, FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best and easiest way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We got five minutes for a super chat. Jason, you want to start instead of shotgun intros? Let's do shotgun outros. But <laughs> just the overall disappointment thoughts. Anything you want to go? You got about a minute and a half. The floor is yours. Oh, I don't think I even need a minute and a half. Just really disappointed in just the effort defensively more than anything. I said earlier I put ninety percent of the blame on the defense for that. Flacco wasn't great, but I don't blame him necessarily for the loss. It was a terrible throw on on the first pick six, and then things just snowballed on him from there. Uh, I, I do think that there's a lot to build off once we remove the emotion of this and get a little bit farther away from this. This is still a team that was really tough and really resilient and handled a lot of adversity this year and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And those are good things. Those are good qualities to have in a team to be able to say it doesn't matter who goes down. We can continue. We can, can st- we can still move forward for the locker room to believe that and say that is a really good thing. So you know, I, do I feel as good now as I did in 2020? No, I don't. I probably felt better about them in 2020, but so what? What does that matter? Because in, it all unraveled anyway. Look how much different we are in a spot now than we were back then. So a lot of questions about this team moving forward. Uh, a lot of questions about the age, some contract decisions that have to be made. And ultimately it comes down to Deshaun in which everyone <laughs> said it earlier. Everyone is clinging to the 
the second half to Sean of, well, there it is, there it is. And he, I mean, showed unbelievable toughness to play through the injuries that he had to come out and play as well as he did in that second half. Now he's got to do it for a whole game or, and for a whole next game and the next game and a month and two months and three months and put the whole season together because, Bull, I agree with you. If it doesn't happen next year, now we're having the conversation of how do you get out of those last two years. And if you keep reworking the contract and you keep kicking that down the road, it makes that divorce that much harder. The Browns gave us a lot of fun this year. It's hard to see that now less than 48 hours after the season. I had a ton of fun watching this team. Now, I'm not going to lie, I had a ton of fun watching this team in 2020. But this was more fun because fans were at the games. Everything was sour in 2020, even though the Browns had a great season and they were fun to watch. It was COVID. Everybody was miserable. Everybody was fighting. I mean, we're still kind of fighting. But but it was just, in a way, there was that that yuckiness of it. And, and, not, and fans not being at the games took something away from it. We all know that. This season was a lot of fun. I'm trying not to forget that. Um, and I'm hoping fans don't forget that either when we after we get over the emotion at some point. It's hard to because the loss was so pathetic. Their performance was pitiful. The season was fun. I agree with Jason. There are things to build off of, of, of next year, but there are also things to be concerned about. I think the defense is in much better shape than it was in 2020. I think they're way better coached despite what happened Saturday, and I think they have way more talent on defense. On the offensive side of the ball, though, I got major concerns. Baker played great down the stretch that season. Uh, we don't know what we got. When Joe Flacco's not going to be the quarterback next year, he played well, but not, not nearly as well as Baker played in 2020. And Deshaun Watson's been pretty bad so far as a Brown. He's had a couple of good moments, but he's not been nearly the quarterback we thought he was. If Deshaun Watson can get back there, which I thought he would initially, and I thought he would again this year, then yeah, I think this team's in really good shape. But if he doesn't, who knows? I think the Browns will be competitive at the very least next year. I feel definitely better about Stefanski now than I did in 2020 because he's proven it longer. I'm more confident in him going forward. I think he should get an extension. I think Berry should get an extension. But they're both, like everybody else, they got their flaws and, and things they need to improve on. Hopefully they will. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of questions this offseason, including Nick Chubb. What are we going to do about him? That's a big thing we'll talk about over the next few weeks. My final thoughts are I loved the movie. I hated the ending, um, if that's possible. I think we've all gone to movies where, yeah. we're, wow, this is awesome. An hour and 45 of just beautiful cinema. And then the lead character maybe drinks Kool-Aid and dies. Mm. And you're like, wait, what? I hate that. I don't want, I didn't yeah. want that. I didn't see that coming. So for me, I love the movie. I hated the ending. I know as time passes, I'll forget the pain and the ugliness of this loss. But in truth, let's face it, none of us could have said in week two or six or 10 or 13, after all of the injuries and all of the key pieces that we missed, that this was going to happen, that Joe Flacco was going to fly into town on a magic carpet and take us to places that we didn't think he could take us. A guy that we once hated and rooted against took us to an unbelievable place. I'll never forget the night at the stadium from the Jets. That was one of the most fun experiences I've had as a Browns fan, actually at a game. It was a blast. So all of that was great, but then the magic bean lost its power and just like that, the carpet lost its juice and fell to the ground, and we all crashed to the ground with it. But I love the first hour and 45 minutes of the movie. Um, there's concerns that I have coming into next year, but I will guarantee you this. On September, in the first week of the season next year, I will have my brown sweatshirt on. <laughs> I will have all the hope and enthusiasm in my heart that I do every year. And I will knowingly buckle up and sit down for a ride that I don't know where it's going to take me, but history tells me it will end in disaster. <laughs> but I'm willing to jump on that ride one more time and do it again. It's really That's an right. electric chair that you're just strapping yourself yeah. into. You're probably right. <laughs> That's it. I, I figured last night when I was trying to cheer up my son that in, in my lifetime, the Browns and the Indians' guardians are a collective O- for 116. 
that defies all mathematical odds and probability. But the teams that I most love have given me 116 collective seasons of shit. <laughs> and I'm coming back for next year. That's what right, makes guys, you a fan. We got super chat, so let me get into these, and we'll have Jonathan Wells here in a sec. We've got a lot of really funny ones and some ones that are, are worth discussing real quick. But Betsy Gardner says, the agony of my Browns playoff experience. Red right 88, the drive, the fumble, the shootout, the helmet hit, and now the blowout. Hopefully someday we get the comeback. Set Apart Laz says, don't care what anyone says. We shouldn't have sat our starters against Cincinnati. Uber Driver, shout out to Uber Driver, says Cleveland and Dallas are both similar teams in player skills. Neither team have no game changers. Watson is Cleveland's game changer. He can put the team on his shoulders, assuming he's not injured. DBDog21 has a question. And Jay, I'll let you answer this, and then we'll move on. There's a bunch of questions, so we'll, we'll try to keep these quick. I have a goal of one day owning an NFL franchise. Why do you guys feel like the Haslams are such crappy owners? Serious question. He seems to have gotten better with the regime. Am I way off here? No, he's got this regime right, so I'm not going to kill him. The, the worst part about Jimmy Haslam, besides, like, the criminal behavior that he's been accused of multiple times, the FBI, this whole thing that's going on with, uh, what's his name, that Warren other billionaire, this, the, all this ugliness and that stuff. And, and fans are not privy to, like, we, I, I feel like we kind of sound, I sound like a douche when I say this, and I don't mean to, but we know stuff because we know people that we can't share. We share almost everything we have, but we can't share everything, unfortunately. And the, the stuff we can't share is either not corroborated, right, or we don't want to be the mouthpiece that lets that cat out of the bag. Right, and the meddling. That never ends well for the, the person The level does. of meddling from the Haslam's with the football people is now maybe it's gotten better because I, I don't know. Yep. I don't have, you know, I, I'm not around that. Like we used to be there in training camp every day when I was on the radio show. So I spoke to more people that I don't speak to as often anymore. Maybe he ha maybe as the team's gotten better, maybe he's meddled less. No. I don't know. Jason, no. I think with no, yes, no, no. So well, that, that's problematic because no. we need, as I always say this, we need less of his decision-making yeah. and more of the decision-making and empowering the people that he hired to make those decisions. Yeah. I, I will tell you that. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you one thing I don't think I've shared on the air. Maybe not. And I can't remember now which game it was. I think it was I think it was the Ravens game. Ah, uh, I, I heard this too. I know exactly where you're going. That maybe I'm wrong that it was the Ravens game. But maybe if you know what I'm talking about, then, that after the game, yep. Jimmy was not happy. Because we didn't throw it enough. They didn't throw the ball enough. That is a fact. That they ran the ball too much. Was it Was it definitely the Ravens game? That was the game. You know, so you heard it too. Yep. So And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I'll tell you. He it, was complaining after they no, beat the No, it wasn't. Ravens. It was the Cardinals, Cardinals game. Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals game. Okay. That's it right. Was the, a game that we boat raced the other team. Right. And, 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 and after the game, instead of being happy about a blow, it was the Cardinals game. And the game, reason right. that's problematic. Yes. Is because we bought into the fool's gold that you can win that way. That you can win with 45 throws. And you can be 75-25 off balance on pass and run when we know you can't. Well, I don't necessarily agree that you can't in certain games, even in the playoffs. But you have to have eventually you have gonna, to have a top five quarterback to do it, to have any chance. You yes, can't do it with Joe Flacco. I, too, heard that same exact yes, criticism. Right. And when I heard it, I, I, I got a pit in my stomach because I literally yes. thought to myself, That's, that explains everything. Everything. And that's that explains why he's in sync with the guy that he's kept regime to regime. Because he too thinks you can win that way. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I don't blame him as much as you do. You're doubt more down on him than I do. I'm not sure on him, but I know that Jimmy Haslam is a meddler. I know that he pits people against each other in the he organization. Does. And the fact we that you go would on say on, after but... a dominant win. Uh, it was good, but we should have thrown the right, ball that's, more. It's a bad sign. Stop it. Yeah. Right, we got, we got Watch more. the games, write the checks, stay the hell that's out right. of the way. Yes. All right, next up comes from Charles T., who asks, how do you guys feel about other Cleveland media members saying this is Stefanski's fault for not running the ball more while comparing Cleveland's running backs to Detroit running backs, running backs who are a whole lot light years better? Yeah, Jerome Ford's not a lead back. <laughs> who and, did that? And, and you don't have your two best tackles. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I don't really blame them for going pass heavy yeah. because, yes, the run game was good early in the year. And with each new injury to the offensive line, it just disappeared. You mean blaming them specifically for this loss? 
I'm just reading. Yeah, I think who, I don't know who said that. Whoever said that, that had nothing to do with why they first lost to Houston. The first half, the first half had nothing. The offense did great. They scored 14 points. No criticism. They're on pace for 28. Like you should win, you should playoff, win a playoff game with your defense at 28. They you're absolutely the right. The second half, by the time the you offense, you can't run when you're down 17. I know. So like that's ridiculous. And, and by the, the way, we couldn't run. And the Lions and why couldn't we run? The Lions have, I think, the best offensive line in football, or one of them. And the Lions have two awesome backs. Yeah. I should totally say different. awesome. Montgomery's good. We, we got a bunch more, so we got to fly through. Okay, that was Charles that's, T. Whoever made yeah, that that's just stupid. off base. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any media members yeah. that said the Browns lost in Houston because they didn't run it. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, he named a couple. I don't want to name. I'll tell you. I, I didn't see said, any I, I don't, don't want to name people who aren't on this show on this okay. show. Charles T. also said defense is to get the most blame in this game. They look slow, out of place. Newsom got cooked. So did Thornhill. So who gets replaced on the defensive line? We'll talk about that tomorrow, Charles. So we'll answer that question tomorrow. P. Williams said the Browns had injuries and worked through them. Miles was hurt. Ward was hurt. Watched the game closely. Uh, Flacco is the reason you can't fight back-to-back. Pick sixes. Watson, no controversy next year. X-Factor XP says, I believe the owner of the Browns made a business decision and lost this game on purpose so the fans will embrace Watson next season. Thoughts? I'm not even acknowledging that. that the insanity knows no bounds. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even acknowledging Guys, that. here's the plan. Now listen, just hear me out. You need to go to Houston and lay an egg, okay? Yeah. I need to grease the skids for my backup quarterback. <laughs> now, now I mean it, guys, and it sounds short-sighted, but uh, go lose. There was never going to be controversy. Deshaun Watson no. was always going to be the star. By the way, the there was one headline that cracked me up about the um, – it was Laramie Tunsil – Question for Miles Garrett. Disappearance. Disappearance. Very funny. What I would have done as a headline was I would have taken the picture of Tunsil and the the gas mask smoking up, (laughs) and my headline would have been Tunsil Smokes Garrett. That and that would have been it. Yeah. Would have been your most creative headline. That would have been. Your, I know. That I wish, should have been your headline for this game. Had you oh, known. God. <laughs> I would have been right, Nostradamus. Next up, Josh yeah. M says my most generous observation of Saturday is this: the Browns are riding a wave of momentum that was absolutely electric. We could f- all feel it. Taking an L and 16 days off killed that, and it showed on Saturday. Uh, we have another one like that in a sec. Op Method said good teams have bad games. This wasn't us. Sly said the defense didn't have a chance to make adjustments in the second half because Flacco threw those two pick sixes. I disagree. Brunel Jackson said can't be sharp after sitting 17 days. That killed the momentum. Uh, Damian Frederick said playoff trap games don't exist. Jay, you said Miles was 100% DPOY last week. I, and I thought that. Now he's not after a playoff game no. for a regular season award. Yep. Everyone is emotional. They got smacked in the mouth. The better team won on Saturday. Listen, I also thought that uh, the, I thought Stefanski was the coach of the year, too. And now I have a little bit more information. And as G. Bush always says, if you don't change your mind after you have more information, you're stupid. Technic- we, we get it. The award has already been voted on. So and I get that matter. it's a regular season but award. after what, what you I said saw was, this week. It will be somewhat embarrassing for Miles Garrett to get up at the NFL Awards dinner in Las Vegas later this year and accept the Defensive Player of the Year award. I actually Just think, like I think it would be somewhat embarrassing for Kevin Stefanski to have to stand I actually up think it's, with Ryans in the room and take that trophy. I actually think it's worse for Stefanski because Stefanski lost directly to his competition. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But also, in the biggest game of the year, your Defensive Player of the Year was on a milk carton. That's true. And that you can't have that. But Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Uh, a couple more here, and I want to end with one in particular. So if I skip yours, I'll get back to it in one sec. I want to end with this. But Sly said in relation, uh, in response to the 2020 playoff game, we were down 16 going to the third quarter of the Chiefs playoff game. The difference was our quarterback didn't throw two pick sixes to start it off. Uh, Evan Forward. Also, remember the Chiefs game just before half, we had a touchdown that because of the dumbest rule in the NFL, if you fumble into the end zone and it goes out of bounds, it's a it's – a, or if you fumble into the yeah. end zone, it's, it's a, a turnover. Yeah. And it, it took seven points away from the Browns and just, I thought, really, really killed Evan our, our 419 momentum. says something that we're going to talk about a little bit more tomorrow. He said, this defense beat two healthy, good quarterbacks all season. Lamar still put up 31. Purdy didn't have McCaffrey or Debo. It was a fraudulent D beating up on bad quarterbacks. We're going to dive into that, that tomorrow. Vernell Jackson said, the whole panel thought the season was doomed when we lost Watson to season-ending injury. Now we shouldn't have traded for him. You guys are hypocrites. No, not at all. Uh, uh, that doesn't make you a hypocrite. The By the way, is doomed because you're uh, looking at PJ well, Walker and, and here's Dorian Thompson Robinson. Exactly. 
I mean, we, it's just what I just said. We, you change your opinion with each new piece of information you get. You're stupid if you don't. You can't lock into it. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't think that the Browns were going to win the Super Bowl even when Deshaun Watson was playing his best football. By the way, if Deshaun Watson comes out next year and he's back to being the superstar. New information. Season, then we're going to be like, I'm glad they made the trade. It's it took a while. One, and listen, of course, it's going to happen. If they start eating no next year, I'll sit here and say, listen, what I said all, for two years that that was an awful trade, yeah. I'm going to take it back. He, yeah, that doesn't take away that it was all, that for the first two years he was awful. They were awful. It's never going to change the fact that the, for the first two years it was a bad trade. And by the way, even a up and down Deshaun Watson, which is what we got this year, is a lot better than PJ Walker. <laughs> or so, of course, we thought it was. Over. By the way, Jay, I remember one day J and G arguing with me that the season was not over. So you guys actually didn't think it was over. I know. In fact, so as recently true. as. Week 14 of the regular season, when we were talking about Super Bowl chances, yeah. I was the one that gave them an absurdly high 10% chance no, to you, win the you Super Bowl. No, you use bottle caps. I don't think anyone besides you understood the analogy you were using the bottle caps that day, Jay. So I, I don't, don't even remember the bottle caps. <laughs> the bottle caps. What was the bottle caps? I don't, I don't remember. You made it up. I, no one else understood. Yeah, I texted crazy. Ball, what, what? I, like, I don't even remember talking about <laughs> bottle caps. That's, so, that's how absurd the analogy you used. Bad job you for bringing you, it up, you, you got to remind me what it was. Like You I, were like, if there's 12 bottle caps on one side Remind them off the air. It's too confusing. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. You use it. Oh, we got three more. But, but I was Jonathan killed Wells. when I said I thought they had a, de- a, a better chance than yeah. everybody else at winning the Super Bowl. Uh, three more that will bring Jonathan Wells in here. Uh, Ahmed Fadala has two. He says, why does everyone keep talking about Deshaun Watson versus the Ravens in the second half? He went 14 for 14 on checkdowns. Rewatched the game. That's not I did. True. His longest pass traveled 15 air yards. He Houston made great Deshaun. passes in that game in big moments. His 14 is perfect. Houston Deshaun over second half. Ravens Deshaun, that's also from Ahmed uh, Josh M says, I hear the guys looking for answers to why there was no energy, no fire, no surge in motivation. The answer for this team this year is they lost all momentum and it killed the fire and drive. And I want to end with this one while we wait for Jonathan to hop on. He just texted me. Said there he's might be something to that, by the way. He said, uh, the momentum loss. Yeah, we'll never rest, know. Yeah, and, and, rust, yeah. I, I do think that's a different argument in, okay, should we revisit it and go play all of our starters against Cincinnati? I still don't believe that. But for whatever reason, this team did lose momentum. Clearly, they had they peaked at the Jets game and they floored in the Texans game. And there were 16 days of pretty much inactivity in between. That's on the coaches and the players for not staying self-motivated. Let's see what the Ravens do when they come out after a two-week, three-week rest. Three week, really. Let's see yeah. what they do. Yeah. And on cue, and Jason, I'll let you address this one first, said, Watson is eight and four as the starter, four and one this year. Wins over stats. Get out of here with the with the. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I never, I'm, I never cared. I, I, the win loss record, it's just it's misleading. It's misleading to make it seem like wow he's won all these games. A lot of those games were won in spite of him. Let's not let's not let's let's keep it real. I I didn't you know, it, well, win loss record especially in a small sample size. I, when when we looked at like PJ Walker's got a winning record, come on, the guy's trash. Well, hell, the Colts the Colts win officially goes on Deshaun Watson's record. So he's really five and one. And he was horrible year. in that. I mean, he only yeah. played one or two right. series. That's one for five. Baker got a win one time that he he played one play, I think. So yeah, I never, it's I, just like in baseball, a guy gets a vulture win when he comes in and pitches one inning. And, and, and it's scoreless game. Listen, he comes in the ninth, gets three no, outs, and your team scores one run in the like, bottom of the ninth. You win. See, listen, I get it. That guy thought, like I did, that Deshaun Watson was a great trade and he was going to be a superstar. And he's going to do whatever and he now can he's now. going to con himself into yes. believing it's not as bad. Listen, he hasn't been P.J. Walker. Nobody thinks that Deshaun Watson, when he's played, has not been the worst quarterback. This year, he was okay. He was where okay. was his But we expected him to be great. Where is it? You don't want to know. No, I do want to know. Where is what? Where's his QBR? Where does he rank? Deshaun Watson. You can, uh, it's a, right it's an aggregate of all the stats put into a ball. It's not the end-all, be-all, it, but it's a stat. What I, is it? I don't know where his QBR was. His PFF grade was, I think, 17 I look 18. at QBR more than PFF. QBR, at least with QBR, there is a science to that. There's a formula. With PFF, it's a, it's so objective. I, I, I don't agree. I, there's, it, 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 there's no objectivity to QBR. Well, but it's not, numbers yes, crunch and needs put to into be a some objectivity because they count all interceptions equal. You're when they're right. Not, you're right. When they're not. But, but with PFF, it's way more objective. 
I, I they're don't trying know that. To, they're tr- well, because they're trying <coughs> to tell you that they know what the play was and what the assignment was when that's just absurd. There's well, no way they could. So what, what is his PFF or his QBR rank? 24th. Okay. And you know what? I think that's about That's fair. actually not far from where his PFF grade was. I think he was 18th in PFF. Okay. Grade. And you know yeah. what? I would say he is not in the top half of quarterbacks. No, not right but now. But he's towards the top end of the second half. We expected him to be a top five quarterback. He's played nowhere close to that level. That's it. There's no argument against yeah. that. All right. Well, Jonathan's still not here. So let me do one of our last. Let's fan bring him on another time. Let me ask you this. Mike. Did you confirm that the time is East Coast? Yeah, he there's... texted me and said he was logging in a second ago. So, oh, OK. Uh, I just sure bring, him him bring him on another time, especially when G's here so he can really. Yeah, well, like I said, if he opts on in a second, if not, yeah. we'll talk about tonight. But I got to do one FanDuel read regardless. The NFL regular season's wrapping up. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's 100 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose, and the app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best and most popular way to find parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And with that, we have Jonathan Wells, who joined us during that ad read. And he, uh, he told me he was still at the freshen up Jonathan, after a long man. celebration this weekend, Jonathan. Talk your, talk your game, man. The Texans humiliated the Browns. Ah, man, it was just good, good, good day for us, man. We got every bounce we needed. Like I told y'all, Joe Flacco was going to throw me a couple of them things that he delivered. Salute to Joe <laughs> Flacco. Big shout out to him. Uh, nah, everything was uh, – it went perfect for us, man. CJ played flawless, obviously. Didn't turn the football over. Just didn't try to force the ball. Um, we couldn't have, we couldn't have rolled it up any better, man. There's not too much to say about it. It was just a thorough, thorough, uh, whipping of you boys, man. So I have a question uh, for you. Very pointed question. Are the Texans pumping in artificial crowd sound? Yes or no? Nah, nah. They got going in there. They got going in there. Uh, I don't know about that. A lot of that. empty seats for all that noise. There was a lot of empty seats in that middle row and that top and the, the bowl, the bot, lower bowl was full, but the middle and the top. Zach Jackson, who I work with the athletic, looked at each other like, it's awfully loud in here for as many seats as are open. I don't know. This is what y'all this this is what y'all resort to after taking that night. <laughs> y'all gonna go, go get me on here and talk to me about f- fake sound in the in the state. We sound like Grizzly. Ohio State fans after Michigan beat us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, Jonathan, you could listen. Certainly everybody thought the Texans could we picked the Browns to win. But certainly, like, nobody's stunned that the Texans win the game. What I am stunned about is how they won the game, that the Browns' defense was absolutely pathetic in this game. I never saw that coming. Are you are you surprised by that, how badly they played? Um, I mean, obviously, I, called, I thought it would be a much closer game. I'm not going to sit here like I thought we were going to blow these guys out. Um, but I also figured that we could get some room in the running game, like I talked about. Uh, Singletary did just what he needed to do, broke just enough long runs for us to take a little bit of pressure off of CJ. And then once we get our play-action game going, we've been doing that to everybody this year. So it's not just y'all. I figured if we could protect y'all, which we figured we could. The first game, Miles Garrett didn't really have – he didn't have a sack, I don't believe. Um, So we figured we might be able to protect y'all. But Coach Slowett, give shout-out to the offensive coordinator. Man, he called a beautiful game. He did. Continuously moved. He moved CJ around the pocket, got him out on the outside. Um, it was just beautiful all the way around the board, man. So it doesn't surprise me. We've been doing that to a lot of defenses this year. It, assuming the Bills, well, if the Bills win tonight, then the Ravens will, or this afternoon, then the Ravens will, uh, then the Texans will play the Ravens. If the Steelers somehow pull the up, upset, then the then the Texans will play Kansas City. Do you think one of those two teams is a better matchup for the Texans, or are they both equally tough? I think they're both equally tough. Uh, 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 Baltimore may have the better team record-wise, but Kansas City also has Patrick Mahomes. So at the end of the day, he's always a he. He can always pull it out at the end. We know what Patrick does. So either one of these teams, we just got to be ready to go on the road for a tough challenge. Both of the places are going to be extremely cold. The weather's going to play a factor. So that's what the only thing that's that's kind of worries me right now is we've been playing inside for the last couple of weeks. Yep. Can we go out there in a game where it's 15, 10 degrees, it's snowing, and still put on the type of performances we've been doing? That's a little bit of a concern of mine right now. Well, you know this will help. CJ's used to playing in cold weather. 
You know, I mean, that's so, why I was going for true. Yeah, I hope, and I hope Nico Collins man. played at Michigan, so he's used yeah. to it. So I, that'll yeah. help. Uh, let me ask yeah. you this: we take us inside the mindset of a collective team, and I know that's really difficult to do. But what man. we're having a hard time getting our minds around today is only one guy showed up to play, and that was JOK. Everyone else looked like they were woken up an hour before the game and told that they're going to play a playoff game in one hour. How do you explain an entire team that was on this incredible magic carpet ride all showing up and being completely flat? It goes back to what I said to you guys. I think taking that week off always hurts the, the team when they do that. Wow. When you are in a rhythm, you're playing great football. The last thing you want to do is not get any game reps for them damn near two weeks. I think that plays a major role, and I'm hoping we get Baltimore, and it may play a role in that game as well because they've been sitting down for a couple of weeks as well. I think that always just hurts you, man. I'm a rhythm guy. I don't like to miss practice. I don't like to miss nothing. I like to keep my rhythm and just All go right. into the game with how I've been rolling. Makes By sense. the way, I look, it, it's – the Ravens are going to, uh, the Texans are going to play on Saturday either way because the Bills Steelers winner has to play Sunday because they're playing Monday. Yeah. So we know that the Texans are going to play Saturday. I just looked up, it's obviously it's five days away. It could change. I looked at the forecast for Saturday. Signif- pretty decent difference between Baltimore and, because Baltimore is supposed to be like 30 degrees, which is cold, but not terrible. Kansas City. Kansas City is right. supposed Ruth. to be like 14 degrees on Saturday. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a pretty big cold. difference. It is. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that makes that, that makes a big difference. I'm rooting for the Texans, man. I, I now that they beat the Browns, I mean, I hate the Ravens and I hate the. the I mean, I hate the Chiefs, but I'm okay with the Bills. But I'm going to root for the Texans. I, I, I like C.J. Stroud. I'm going to root for them. Well, so we good appreciate luck, it. We need we need all the we need all the love we could get. My hey, hey, my man G. Bush, he ducking me today. What's he going is. on? He's, he's got he's got the Browns flu. You know what? So his gimmick on the show <laughs> is he always says he's the leader of the Kool Aid Mafia. And he's been drinking the Kool-Aid and the Kool-Aid and the Kool-Aid. And, and I've been telling him all year, you do understand that everybody that drank the Kool-Aid dies in the yeah. end. <laughs> and coincidentally, he's yeah. sick today. Fortunately, he's not dead, but he's sick. Yeah, but his stomach hurts. He drank some bad Kool-Aid. Too much Kool-Aid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that will hey, start- I, I, <laughs> I'm going to have to call and check on my guy. I had to check yeah. him out, man. <laughs> Please do and give him our best. Jonathan, Thanks, congratulations Jonathan. to you. Good luck to your team in the next round. And, uh... We love to have you on. You bring great energy to the show. So thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Appreciate man. it, fellas. Y'all have a good one, man. Yeah. It's a good guy. It's nice and warm behind him. He's got a pool yeah, back there. Yeah, he's got a pool. It's what, 75 degrees. Yeah. Here we are mm. in the doldrums of winter. If right. I woke up this morning, it was one degree. Oh, brutal. Yeah, my, one car degree. Said, my car said seven on the drive in. Yeah. Well, it warmed oh. up to four before. by the time oh, I left the house. Heat up. Yeah, I was like, well, it's a heat wave, and the sun's out. So we'll that's talk great. about tonight's games on overtime. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Peace. What a dud. <laughs>